0: Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Rico Andrade, VP of Marketing at saligo Rico, it's so nice to have you on.
1: Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. So tell me a bit about yourself and about your company.
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm VP of Marketing at Soligo. Uh, saligo is an integration platform. It's an iPaaS. Uh, and the iPaaS industry is one that is not often talked about, even though it's one of the fastest growing segments in the enterprise software space. People usually talk about IoT and AI and crypto, and you know, all sorts of really interesting technologies. Uh, but oftentimes, you don't want to really talk about the pipes that send uh, data from one application to the next. And that is what iPaaS technologies do. And it's really one of the most important segments, really, in any sort of company today. Because what's happening is, there's been this explosion of applications over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, SaaS applications. These are really the best of breed solutions that they're easy to procure easy to use you can look at your own company and think about all the dozens and in some cases hundreds of different applications that your company uses and they solve every single point problem you can possibly imagine Uh, but the challenge is that um, all these different applications also cause a fragmentation in data silos where um, they all create their own data they all require data from other applications. And so what happens as a company grows and adopts more applications is that you're starting to now manage these processes via spreadsheets and via email. Uh, you're manually entering data from one place to another. And so at some point, you know pr- these processes break, you really have to connect them and integrate them. And that's where an iPaaS comes in and that's what Celigo does. It makes it much easier to be able to get the information, you know, from one application automatically to the next, do any sort of filtering or transformations that you need and uh, do it in a way where you don't, you know, historically you would need a developer with, you know, who understands APIs and things like that. And you don't need that with a platform like Celigo. And so like as a marketing, you know, common marketing use case, you might have multiple different applications, you know, you're getting your Um, marketing automation tool is one application. Your CRM is another application. You might be using data append, you know, from another application. You want notifications on Slack. Um, And in some cases, either uh, there there aren't any native integrations that take care of that between these applications, or you want to customize in a certain way that's very unique and special for your company. And so you can't use out-of-the-box solutions. That's where an iPass comes in. You know, you could easily, you know, use it to uh, customize how you connect the marketing automation to the Salesforce. make sure that the uh, supplemental data, you know, through whatever done, done in Bash Street or Zoom Info or whatever gets appended there automatically in a way, and then sends a trigger to, um, you know, Slack. So the SDRs know as soon as the lead comes in. And so it's, it's, it's becoming a fairly ubiquitous um, type of technology at companies. And that's what Legal does.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Nice. It's super relevant even for us because I know we were working on a project uh, this past week. We had our CRM and we had to export some data and then add it into our uh, our, our data analyst software. And uh, we are like, okay, I don't think they link up. You know, those are a third-party uh, provider to kind of connect them up and all that. So super relevant, super important, and mm-hmm. I love your visual uh, behind you. So for those listening... Mm-hmm. You have all the applications and then you have them all uh, connected up and all that. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, and that's a fairly common pattern in terms of how the different applications are integrated, you know, and you're connecting things like the whole lead to cache process. You're connecting a customer 360 to make sure that everybody in the company knows exactly everything that a customer has done in terms of what have they touched from marketing to JIRA tickets, you know, to uh, gain sites, what, what their use of the application is. And so technologies like iPass are really important. And specifically oh. on Saligo, like there's the old school versus the new school iPass, and the old school tends to be very developer centric, you know, historically very IT centered tools. And the new mm. school, which is where Saligo really uh, shines, is one that is much more accessible, not just for the IT, but also for, you know, line of business users on the marketing side, on the sales side, on, you know, CS side or, or whatever. Nice. And it's so much so that, like, one of the things that we're most proud of is that this year we were named one of G2's top uh, apps for 2021. So, um, nice. And we are the highest ranked IPass in there, and uh, you know, we're one of the top fifty IT tools on G two, and you know alongside every name you could possibly imagine on the IT side. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it's a it's a it's a space that if you don't know what iPass is today, you will know
0: in the next year or so. Yeah, very cool. So, what does that look like from a marketing perspective? Then you mentioned there is you know those IT users that are maybe mm-hmm. some of the old school users. But now Mm -hmm. there's also business users, people from marketing, sales, all that. Mm -hmm. Who do you market to and how does that impact marketing and kind of what you have going on?
1: Well, I think for specifically who Soligo markets to, you know, it's a fairly horizontal application and just about every single department has automation use cases because they use multiple applications, not just with that own department, but with other departments as well. But if you look, at kind of like the maturity and the progression of companies, um, I would say that the point where people really start feeling automation woes that they start bringing in the platform, usually the first place is when it starts hitting the pocketbook mm. and So, uh, in areas of you know finance. And so the most common integration use case that really triggers the need to like, okay, we need a platform to help us here is the whole lead to cash or quote to cash process where you have a sales team, you know, operating off of a CRM and you have a, you know, finance team operating off an accounting tool or um, uh, the uh, ERP or something like that. And instead of needing, you know, pricing and products to be, um, you know, kind of emailed back and forth or every time that sales needs a quote, you know, to talk to accounting and finance to help out with that. Or um, if, you um, if, uh, accounting finance is looking for, you know, kind of booking information and things like that, instead of having to actually send that, you know, orders and PDFs back and forth, uh, that whole process can be, and has been automated. And usually is one of the key things that, you know, companies automate. And from there, that's usually where it expands. And so, you know, usually if it gets involved, it, um, they'll bring in other departments, um, if uh, you know, and so especially you know, on the marketing side, for example, that's when uh, when people are starting to do richer automations, you know, where it's more than you know a lead that comes in, you know, and you follow up, but now you're starting to really hone in on you know specific targeting you know you want you want to do proper segmentation you need you know uh, the right data appended you're looking for the ability to respond to it immediately via you know some sort of notification or something like that you know that's when you know more powerful automation tools come in uh, totally. another another common use case is just if you're using non typical applications mm. whereas salesforce for example a lot of applications that work with Salesforce have a native integration because Salesforce is such a behemoth.
0: Yeah, are,
1: you know there are industries or you know reasons that you might want to choose a different you know CRM and different tools that may not have as robust you know native integrations. And there's many of those out there as well that you know are better fit for other companies. Totally. So, uh, in that case, you do want to leverage a you know another platform to help automate those systems because they don't get integrations out of the box. And so in that case, you may get customers uh, a lot earlier in their life cycle in non-finance use cases and things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So, so what kind of uh, initiatives do you have going on in marketing this year? What are you excited about? What do you, what do you have on the, on the road ahead?
1: Um, We got a lot of things we're excited about. Um, You know, we're launching our first user conference, which is something nice. we're very excited about. You're going to the point where it's time to get that going and we're going to use it as a platform to make some really awesome announcements. But one of the things that you know we've seen is that with the lack of events that we've had to we've done a ton of virtual events and at least in our experience, virtual events has been a great source of leads, mm. but not necessarily as the, the leads aren't necessarily as hot, I guess, as it would be mm. when you're at a in-person conference and you've had an opportunity to connect, you know, in person with different individuals. So one of the things that's been working pretty well for us is co-marketing with other partners. Mm. And usually these are partners who are not necessarily, they're not competitive with us, but they offer products that are uh, complementary, you know, or at least has the same audience or, you know, in, in similar spaces that, you know, we are targeting.
0: Okay. And so.
1: By leveraging these partners, basically it expands our pool, and you have this sort of credibility that's built in from doing marketing with a known entity to some other per- individual or company or something like that. Yeah, and and we return the favor, you know, where they leverage our user base and things like that. Nice. So co-marketing has been something that we've really expanded over the last year or so. Hmm. To the point where we've run not just co-marketing with two companies, but run summits and events with quite a few other companies and it, it nice. reaches the critical mass that a lot more people join in because you have the credibility of all these brands associated with it. That's something that I thought was really helpful in 2020 for us and that we're going to work really excited to kind of take it to the next level this year.
0: I love it. That's awesome. So it sounds like some great stuff ahead. We always like to talk about challenges, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what would you say is your greatest challenge that, that you're looking at this year? And, you know, with that said, it sounds like, you know, you guys are really on a roll and all that. So <laughs> might have to pull it out of your hat. But uh, what, what yeah. would you say is uh, the greatest thing you're facing, challenge, all that?
1: I think the biggest challenge has been the lack of in-person events is just having to find other channels and other means to be able to build the relationships with the customers especially when you're when you're dealing with certain areas where the in-person face-to-face interaction really helps a ton to be able to go into depth to be able to you know develop the relationship and spend as much time as you need you know going over a particular product but it's you know it's not the only one I think the other just the fluctuation in the marketplace is something that has Mm. been a a real challenge as well, where things are, you know, one day there's a certain expectation and the other day there's something completely different. Mm. And we we certainly have seen where we've had to essentially move to where the business is multiple times over the last, you know, year or so, uh, where we assumed the business was going to be coming from one place and the business actually came from some other places and very happy that the business is there, but it's just hard to predict sometimes, you know, how the market is shifting totally. and it's going to continue to shift, especially as things open up again. And, you know, people, uh, perhaps are start, you know, the economy starts uh, picking up and people start, um, uh, maybe take a, a few more risks in terms of the investments, you know, there may mm.
0: the Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's shift gears a little bit to marketing advice. So, you know, you obviously have a ton of experience in marketing, you guys are on a roll, you really know what you're doing. And what advice would you have to share with others that are listening in terms of doing marketing well, building those lifelong customer relationships, all that sort mm-hmm. of
1: thing? Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty important to build the really close relationship with sales. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, sometimes, you know, and I've been in places in certain companies where it's marketing and sales are basically separate entities. And if things <laughs> aren't going well, you start, you know, there's pointing happening to each other. But I think what I found, something that I'm very proud that works well at Soligo is that uh, sales and marketing are basically seen as two sides of the same coin. Nice. So um so you have to work extremely closely and if things aren't working um you know well you you have to understand what is working what isn't working get the on the ground feedback uh get sales involved in you know developing some of the marketing programs and if things aren't working that it's it's seen as like hey let's fix this together rather than like you know what are you guys doing you know with you know the Mm -hmm. leads are coming over where are our leads i think that's Pretty critical, and so I think everything that goes with that uh, is pretty important. Is I think any marketer would do well with uh, knowing how to sell. Mm-hmm. You actually, you know, get in there and get, you know, get an opportunity to speak about your product in multiple places and be able to speak intelligently to a prospect as to why you know you, they they should choose your your application or or whatever, because it, it, it's such a valuable skill and it really, really informs how you do your marketing, I, I would say. Knowing what, the, what resonates with a particular prospect, with a certain user, really informs you know, how you should be approaching your whole prospect, sales, customer journey. And then the other thing that I would highly recommend is for marketing to be very closely aligned with the customer base. And so whenever you have an opportunity to interview customers, and you probably want to do that anyway, in terms of being able to build case studies, being able to uh, recruit customers for references, for, um, for uh, you know, webinars, you know, webinars with customers are fantastic. And so the more you have that pulse where you have that, you know, Rolodex of customers that you go to, you know, everything about them. You've built relationships with them. You can call and, and, and run favors is really good. And it, and it helps, you know, not only does it help make that, those customer relationships stronger, but it also helps inform how your, you know, the, the marketing and the programs that you're running. So those are two things that I would say, like get used to doing that early on in your marketing career and things will get
0: a lot easier. Love it. Awesome advice. Rico it's been a pleasure to have you on any last words of wisdom things before we close here
1: uh, no I mean I'm I'm accessible if anyone has any questions you know just can go on LinkedIn and pretty easy to find me and you know if you're curious about Soligo, uh, we have a free edition that you can just go in on Soligo.com and start using it and connecting your own
0: applications today nice awesome well, hey thanks so much for joining the podcast and for sharing all your knowledge and wisdom here really appreciate it thank you thanks for having me